Hi guys, welcome to the Girls Down Under podcast. Today I want to jump on and do a little bonus episode and talk about some things that I've been going through. Um, It's a little more of a lady-centric episode um, in relation to my cycle um, and losing a period due to stress and maybe obviously diet not keeping things up and how uh, it's quite common that women have irregular periods and lose their periods due to um, stress and diet constraints, like not eating healthy, doing too much keto. Like keto apparently is, well, not apparently, it's been proven and shown by um, many women to, in the long term, lead to the loss of one's period. So that's why I came across this theory. It's really awesome, and I've been following it for about a month now, which I know isn't long enough to be a complete, um, you know, what do you call it, sample explanation. Um, and obviously, I need to do a little bit more uh, study on it. But I did hear it from a very renowned doctor um, about cycle fasting. So obviously keto and, um, keto has its place. Like keto is great for the diet, right? It's great for people who, um, have issues of obesity and want to lose weight fast. And also for people with mental issues, it's been shown, um, like Dr. Huberman talks about in his podcast about how keto can actually help with, uh, psychological issues. Um, even like short term, keto like doing it for six months not like as a continual lifestyle and then kind of cutting back up obviously it's probably a lot to do with cutting out processed foods which is what you are doing with keto so like every other diet we cut a whole food group out like carbohydrates there's going to be other factors that could be contributing to the loss it might not be the fact the fact that you're upping your you know animal-based dairy-based fats um good fats and cutting out sugar um obviously there's going to be multiple variables so like to isolate those variables of like processed food and then all those good fats and healthy stuff. It's kind of hard because when you're going to eat a diet of good fats and protein only, you're going to cut out processed foods. So if you add them in, obviously you're going to gain weight, but like what if you just slowly added in things like bread and, you know, um, a good organic sourdough, not just like shitty bread, but you know, like what about hummus? That's a carbohydrate or like other vegetables or starchy, starchy vegetables or fruits. Anyway, I digress. So, Yes, I do believe keto works, but I don't think it's sustainable. And I think there's a time and a place for it. And that is where I stumbled across this amazing work that this doctor had formulated on, I have to, I'll get a name, I'll put it in the, in the bio, um, about how to fast when you're a woman, how to use diet and exercise in a way that matches up with your cycle and doesn't cause you to, one, get a regular period, and two, um, lose your period And three, um, struggle with maintaining your weight and balancing your hormones. So she says that the week before your period, you should be working on your stress and low impact exercise. This is a time where you don't want to fast and you want to just take it easy. So the week leading up or at least the five days leading up. You want to do things like yoga, sauna, swimming, just like low impact, walking, and no fasting. So your body might need good quality carbohydrates, like in the form of um, good vegetables and like root vegetables, sweet potato, pumpkin, squash, whatever you want to call it, wherever you're from, and um, some things like, you know, dark chocolate to get your magnesium up, and also protein and red meat, obviously, because you're about to lose a little bit of blood. Um, the dark chocolate has magnesium in it, that's why I mentioned that, and... 
Um, it's a good carbohydrate, you know, it's got a little bit of, you know, if you buy a good quality dark chocolate, not too much sugar, you can even get really good ones flavored with stevia and monk fruit if that's up your alley. Um, but you know what? You can have a bit of sugar, it's all in moderation. Um, yeah, so week before your period, low impact uh, exercise, no fasting, and good quality carbohydrates. I'm not saying go have a bowl of Alfredo down at Papa John's, but you know what? Just, or, you know, a bowl of red wine. But um, yeah, go easy on yourself and incorporate some of those good quality carbohydrates. So this is supposed to help balance your hormones. Oh, and one other thing I recently learned from a podcast with and also with a very qualified um, nutritionist and doctor who's been studying health and nutrition for many, many years and saved her daughter's life with um, certain protocols that she established is um, incorporating beans. So when I say good, good carbohydrates, you could also incorporate um, like kidney beans, um, black beans. I like to make a nice salsa with like coriander red onion avocado capsicum and put that with any any protein that i like not you don't put like a whole lot of beans you have to overdo it with the carbohydrates if that's something you're conscious of just like a couple you know a couple tablespoons um because apparently beans are a, a certain source of solid um soluble dietary fiber that toxins bind to and that help also in turn regulate your hormones and Establish this really nice homeostasis within your body. So there's something about beans. They can help you detox your body. Like, yeah. So cannellini beans, you know, I don't know if they include chickpeas. I need to look that up. But black beans, red kidney beans, batoli beans, you know. I don't, like I'm saying, don't you don't, you don't have to eat a whole can. But she thinks, she, well, she's proven that having a tablespoon with, like, every meal or, like, having a tablespoon, like, eight times a day of, of, whatever beans of your choice, like healthy, organic, obviously, um, can actually help get rid of acne. So they are amazing for hormone balancing. So that's one thing I've been incorporating and I have noticed my chin, my, you know, that hormonal area has completely cleared up. I'm not getting pimples there anymore. And my period was 10 days late and I know it was stress. I lost a few family members and I had a lot going on, but literally the day after I started putting the, uh, incorporating red kidney beans into my diet, like just I think I had some in some bone broth three times a day. My period literally came back the next day. So look, there could be another, you know, I could have relaxed more. There could have been other factors that caused that to happen, but that's pretty fucking cool. So that's the week leading up to your period. So this is the interesting thing at the end of your, oh, sorry, during your period, you want to just take it easy on your body. Um, just like moderately, you know, obviously lots of protein, um, medium level exercise, um, too slow and then at the end of your period that's when you can pick it up you want to uh, start fasting and eating keto then so maybe the day after your period um, this is apparently a great time where your body can handle fasting and keto um, and it's been proven through science I love science that you can maintain your weight this way this is a great way to maintain your hormones and your weight because we all know that your weight is linked to your hormones Obviously, weight shouldn't be the end goal, like a healthy body is. But learning to cycle with your hormones is going to give you that more um, consistent, consistent, you know, lack of bloating, um, mental health, because the gut is connected to the brain, all that kind of thing. So then we move on to the ovulation window. So that the ovulation window, I think that's like five, depending on your cycle. Like if you have an app, like I use Flow. Flow is an amazing app and it monitors my cycle. Um, no matter, um, depending on how many times you enter your period and the length of it, it will predict 
um, your period more accurately and your ovulation more accurately. So whatever you, whatever app you're using, whatever way you monitor your period, and it tells you how long you ovulate for roughly, because obviously if your cycle starts again sooner or later, it's going to adjust that window. Um, that's so your ovulation window. So that should be like maybe I think mine is like five days um, after my period, and there's like three prominent days of fertility. You know, this is usually the time where you avoid having unprotected sex <laughs> if you don't want to get pregnant that is but this is apparently um, a great time to fast you can also um, oh sorry no sorry you fast the week the week after like five days after your period you can fast an eco and then after that in your ovulation window you want to do under 13 hours of fasting so if you go to bed at like 10 o'clock at night you don't want to fast until 10 o'clock the next day you want to eat a nice protein rich breakfast you also want to apparently focus on the microbiome and the gut during this time. So that means good quality fermented foods like um, fermented kefir, organic kefir. Make sure you read the back of the kefir. Like it's not just made, like, you know, it's about like the sugar and, um, and you know, these weird milks in there sometimes. You can get some really good quality like coconut yogurt um, that's fermented. Um, and... Yeah, more foods like sauerkraut, if you can get around it, kimchi, all that kind of thing. You want to work on your fiber during this time. Incorporate lots of vegetables and salad. Um, upwards of eight, like up, up to eight cups a day. We, we Like eight cups of vegetables a day. Because this is the time your body is trying to get rid of excess estrogen. So the ovulation window, you're bursting with estrogen and you want the fiber and your... You want the estrogen to, estrogen is eliminated through binding to fiber. So the more fiber you eat, the more regulated your estrogen is going to be. So vegetables, vegetables, vegetables during your ovulation window. Um, also prebiotic foods like nuts and hemp seeds. Add them to your salad. Don't go crazy. You only need like a small handful. Um, and towards the end of that ovulation window, um, you can start to start incorporating maybe a bit longer fast in the morning again. So usually ovulation is five days with like a few high intensity fertile days in the middle somewhere. Just start listening to your body. Check on your mucus. I know that sounds gross. Like your discharge, whatever you want to call it. Like it should be a certain color. I know that sounds gross. But like sometimes it's, it, doesn't have to, it, just, it doesn't mean smelly stuff, okay? It's not smelly. It's just different consistencies, different colors. It can tell you whether you're in your fertile time or your less fertile time. And I think it is kind of stringy and clear when you're really, really fertile. So, and then we go back to um, day 20, about day 20 of your cycle, leading up to your period again, like we talked about earlier. Circling back, we want to cycle root vegetables, um, avoid fasting, and try not to get your glucose up too high. Um, Things, oh, sorry, sorry, bring your, you can bring your glucose, glucose up a bit higher, apologies. Um, and you want to incorporate things like pumpkin, sweet potato, tropical, and citrus fruits. So that is something I have been recently applying to my life. I've realized that it has led to um, better mood, less bloating. Uh, my period seems to be more regular. Those fucking beans, Jack and the Magic Beans brought that thing back on, which I know some people might be like, oh, fuck, do you really want to get your period? Do you really want to bleed once a month and not die? What kind of crazy woman are you? Like, how can you sustain that? Well, it's very healthy to get your period. You should be definitely getting your period. It's a sign of metabolic health. And if it's out of whack, then everything else in your body is out of whack because the endocrine system and the hormone system, they govern the body mental health, gut health, everything. So if you can manage to incorporate a little of that cycle um, sinking rather than just 
all out, flat out, working hard at the gym, you know, thrashing yourself every day, going up and down with fasting, not fasting, and stick to this kind of rhythm, your body's gonna get used to that. And I feel like your body starts to recognize patterns and rhythms. Like it's like when your body builds a tolerance to anything, right? It recognizes it, it is familiar with it. And playing friends with your hormones, getting to know your body, fuck, that is gonna make all the difference. In the long term, when you wanna get pregnant, if you're trying to avoid getting pregnant, all of the above. So that's my little piece for today. Um, yeah, it's hard being a hormonal woman uh, or a hormonal man or whoever you are. And um, if we can regulate one thing in our life, why fucking not? You know what I mean? And also, obviously, alcohol does affect your hormones. So trying to limit that is a good idea. But, you know, we all love a tipple. A tipple and a hard nipple. Okay. Well, that's me checking out for today because I'm about to go have a low calorie, low sugar red wine and take this new holder top that's very Spice Girls 1990s inspired. A little throwback to my youth, feeling a little uh, less 33, a little bit more um, 23 right now. Out to the beachside and meet some friends. I hope you're having a lovely weekend wherever you are in the world. and. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a five-star review because stars wouldn't exist without you, you superstar. Bye.